You're listening to the True You Podcast, where we talk about all things mind, body, and spirit, and living your best life. We'll be sharing wisdom from thought leaders and experts to help you rediscover the true you within. The world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. Hosted by Dr. Jamie Matthews and Nicole Whitehead, this is the True You Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to the True You Podcast and today we have got Yoka, I'll let you say your last name. Desuert. Desuert. Yeah. Uh, she is from Belgium. Yes. And uh, we're in Bali and we both took part in the Elevate Retreat last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yoka is a digital marketing expert and she uh, is a business coach and yeah, you're living the life over here in Bali. You've got yeah, three well, months just, here, right? Just started. Yeah. <laughs> just started two weeks in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How are you finding it so far? Very interesting. I didn't expect to love it this much. Really? Uh, yeah. A lot of my friends actually were like, "Oh, Bali's overrated. Like, it's been done." But I really like it. I like the scooter life and the flip flops, and yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a big week this week, eh, at the Elevate Retreat? It definitely was. <laughs> yeah, I did not expect it to be so emotional. Oh, yeah? I literally walked in there and was like, I've got my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fine. And five minutes in, and I'm bawling my eyes out, and it didn't stop for three days. <laughs> so, yeah, it was quite the experience, but I'm super grateful for everyone I yeah. met. Yeah, same. Right, so um, I heard your story, or part of your story, on the on the bus that so we were going to the waterfall uh, a couple of days ago, and I just thought, man, we sh- we got to record this. Yeah, you I'm said a, like this I'm, is a podcast. Yeah, right now our conversation is like a podcast, you know. <laughs> so, so I was like, yeah, we got to have you on this podcast. So, yeah, thank you for being here. Of course. <laughs> yeah, this is actually my first podcast. Is it recording ever? Yeah. Sweet, first of many. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, you have high-end clients, right? Yes, I yeah. do. So with your marketing, so can you tell us who they are? Yeah, so I have, my biggest clients are Samsung and Spotify at yep. the moment. And I do everything from digital marketing strategy to content creation, social media, sort of like whatever they need. Yeah. Uh, I've also done influencer marketing for Samsung, uh, Belgium and the Netherlands the past summer. Nice. And yeah, you meet interesting people. Yeah. And how did you, like, did you, how long have you been doing this? Like, how did you get those clients? Because you're pretty young and here yeah. you are with these um, awesome I'm, clients. I'm 27 and I only started my business in March this year. What? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I've sort of been working since I was 15 yeah and it's actually interesting because I was speaking to Garen Garen Jones who was also at the event and a lot of history also resonated with me because he said like if he puts his mind to something he Mm. always gets that yeah and that's sort of what I figured out the past year that that has been sort of the thread throughout my life Um, I started as a television producer at age 15 uh, for national television in Belgium. I did music for a while, toured Europe, 
and every time that I put all my energy into something, mm. it came with great results. So I started my company in March, and within the first month, I had booked Samsung as a client, and it was purely just my gut feeling. Yeah. Because I got many other opportunities to work with businesses that were smaller or brands that weren't as well known. But I had one conversation with the people at Samsung and mm. I waited for a month after that before they confirmed. Yeah. But I was like, no, I know I got it. I just know. Wow. And I turned down every other client in between because yeah. I just knew. And I also knew that if I could land Samsung, mm. other big accounts would come. Yeah. So, have you always trusted your, is it, do you say you're trusting your gut or your yeah, heart? Yeah, there's not really, like, it's a gut feeling. Like, yeah. the same way that when we are talking, it goes very natural and doesn't feel forced. Yeah. It was the same way, like, it's still like, we see this as, oh, these are very big companies, but I still had a human conversation yeah, with exactly. the person that was supposed to book me. And that conversation went really well, and I had a really good feeling with that person. Mm. And that's sort of what did it. Yeah. I felt like I had a natural human connection with the people that I met. Mm. And there's have also been moments where I go into a meeting and I come out and I just know like no that was not it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So did I get lucky or was it like hard work pays off? I don't know. But I'm very happy it did. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. So you said you uh, like you started from a young age. You were like um, you started your own magazine at uh, yeah. school and stuff. And yeah, I as a kid, I was just always the kid when I had an idea. Yeah. Even though other people might say like, "Oh, she's a little crazy," like, <laughs> I just always went for it. Yeah. And I was also very fortunate to have teachers that supported that. Yeah. Cool. Um, so by the time that I was eight, I think. Mm. Um, they started noticing that I learned really, really fast. Um, so they did an IQ test and told my mom she can skip two classes. But my sister was in that grade, so my mom said she's not skipping <laughs> any classes. She's staying with the kids of her own age. Yeah, okay. But that meant that I was bored because I it it's was too easy. Too easy. So yeah. teachers sort of started giving me opportunities to do stuff outside of the classroom so i was allowed by the time i was 10 to go and teach like the first grade mm. one day a week um i started a school paper i when teachers had their birthdays i would do treasure hunts throughout the school <laughs> and like tell all the other kids like you have to be there and if he answers wrong you have to send him there and like i had this entire plan and that's sort of where it started and i was just a very active kid that didn't need a lot of sleep <laughs> where does that belief come from because i'm like I, when i grow up grow up i was the complete opposite of that i'm really? only i'm only finding now my confidence oh. and like who i am now that i can actually ask for, you know things like this this interview yeah you yeah know, before i was so shy like i was scared of showing who i really was because i thought i might get rejected so I, I can relate to that on yeah. like a personal level. Yeah. I was not like the best like at socializing as a kid. Okay. Um, and I also do believe like now I'm slowly finding how to do stuff for myself. And I think as a kid um, growing up, I grew up with a single mom mm. and achieving stuff got me attention. 
Okay, yeah. So I became an overachiever and I did all this stuff. And I, like, and yes, I can say at 15, I was a television producer. I was also completely miserable at 15. Mm. And so it's only now, the past two years, that sort of finding that sense of self and what do I want to do and started doing things because I wanted to do that. Not yes. that my mom or ever forced me into any of these things, but like we said during the Elevate event, like it's all the stories that we tell ourselves, mm. right? Yeah. And I noticed that I did, if I did really big things, I got more attention, which yeah. felt like love. Yes. Um, and so I just started doing a bunch of big things, mm. which my mom never pushed me into. Yeah. But I did that mm. to get attention. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually it served me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, I mean, like I learned so much by doing that, but it's only now the past two years that I've been doing it for myself. Yeah. So now you're coming from that place. What does your the future of your business and where you're going look like now? Do you know? Um, sort of. Yeah. I'm not completely clear on it yet. <laughs> um, because having that realization that whatever I put my energy to. I can achieve yeah also means that I can do really everything <laughs> <laughs> which is sort of like when you go to a restaurant and there's like too much choice yeah. and you sort of go like oh my god now I don't know what I want yeah it's a little bit that feeling yeah um, there's a saying it's like you can do anything but you can't do everything that yeah that. oh I love that yeah that's very true yeah um, I would love to transition more into the business coaching which I've started doing um, because I feel that a lot of creatives or like people who have great ideas, they get overwhelmed by business and marketing. Yeah. And I find that I can explain that in an easy way to people mm. so that they are like, they go like, oh, that makes sense. And it's actually not that difficult. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. I'll notice you break it down a lot and just, just make it simple. Like what, what works, what doesn't work and yeah. test it out. Yeah. It's also through experience it wasn't yeah. always that way but I find it especially now like there's like online gurus yeah popping up they're left everywhere and right. they? they're <laughs> everywhere and they're like people Makes who have never worked in the corporate world they don't get what business actually is yeah and I just can't like I find it really difficult to hear that and like oh I'm gonna teach you Facebook advertising or stuff like that and they've just learn it through YouTube which yeah. is fine if you want to do that for your own business but don't call yourself a, an yeah. expert in that and teach yeah. other people charge other people for that if you haven't done that for businesses mm. um, so that and I've started it a little bit and then I would like to grow my agency into a bigger agency <laughs> oh your digital marketing agency yeah. yeah so what does that mean like just being able to have more clients or um, yeah, I've been working with an agency in the Netherlands as well. It's called Boomerang. And they actually, I love their approach to it. For example, they don't, they do it in a very conscious way. Um, for example, with the gay pride movement and all that now, yeah. there's so many like brands that like just jump on board. Oh, let's market to like the gay and lesbian community and they have no like they don't do anything for that community they just like make the advertising and make it look cool um, whereas this agency in Amsterdam they're actually not allowing any of their brands or clients mm -hmm. to market to the gay community unless if they raise money for that community okay um, 
And it's been with a lot. Like you have female marketing, like for example, Bic who makes um, the what pins? The pins, yeah, the yeah. pink ones. Like yeah. we need pink ones. Oh, okay, um, yeah. And nowadays, like there are so many brands, even banks and stuff like that, who are purely marketing to the gay community when they have never invested into that community for they have never mm. cared about the rights of that community yeah and so i like those kind of agencies that say like marketing should still be conscious yeah it should still the right intention behind it yeah exactly. not just jumping onto a bandwagon because you can make more money yeah it's like no we actually care yeah yeah that's that. awesome so that's what you're yeah your i would is. love to like take a more conscious approach to marketing yeah because i think i also told you in the buzz like i'm not as much as a capitalist as I should be for some of the bigger brands. And I'm now finding that out through working with Samsung and Spotify, where it's all very, very number-based. Yeah. And I was in a meeting uh, a couple of months back with Samsung. I'm gonna do that again. Yeah, sorry about the noise. Uh, <laughs> A lot of motorbikes going yeah. past. <laughs> um, so I was in a meeting with Samsung a couple of months ago, yeah. and the only thing they were talking about was how much money they made and how much more yeah. money they wanted to make the next quarter and how much more money they wanted to make the next year. And for me, that's when I realized, oh, that's not all I want to do. I want to know how many people did we offer jobs, how many people have a healthier work-life balance because they're working in my company and how much are we giving back to the community mm. that yeah that's what i want to that's, yeah, that's what i'm going to do as well yeah, yeah give it back give it back you're already doing it with oh this. Yeah, yeah 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 but just on a bigger scale you know yeah. So. yeah all right so should we talk about some of your nerdy stuff my nerdy stuff like the digital what marketing do you stuff know? <laughs> let's go <laughs> Because uh, I saw you like light up this week when you're talking about that. Yeah, I'm a bit of like not a bit. I'm a big nerd. <laughs> I like that kind of stuff, and especially nowadays in marketing, you have to because there's so many options. Yeah. That if you don't like the data, yeah, you can't do anything. Yeah. You need to test. And so what do you mean by that? Yeah, the data. Because yeah, I mean there's a lot of small businesses out there. Yeah. Like, yeah, like mine, or you know, and they just don't know what to do. You know. Yeah, so I'm talking data, for example, if you run social media advertising or if you, or not even advertising, but if you put content out there, yeah, you have to analyze afterwards if that content works or not yeah. for your audience. Yeah. And this is where it gets tricky for most people because our egos get in the way. So we think that we know what kind of content their audience will like. We think that we know what kind of advertising is going yeah. to work yeah. and what looks pretty or beautiful and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. But that's not always the case. Yeah. Um, I've had it actually with, uh, with Samsung that someone wanted to run advertising with like a quality label in the advertising picture. Okay. Uh, one of the phones, Samsung phones, has the best quality label in Belgium for that year. And it's such an ugly label. <laughs> and so I, my ego was like, no, it's ugly. I don't want to put it out there. I don't want to do that. And the guy goes, no, but like in the stores, it really helps our salespeople sell this phone. And I'm like, yes, okay. but that's in the store and you don't know what you're talking about and all that. And then I checked myself and I was like, that's my ego because I don't know 
I have not tested this. Yeah. Um, so we ran both. We ran with and without. Yeah. And with worked better. So with wow. the ugly label <laughs> worked better. And I had to, I don't mind admitting that, but yeah. you have to check your ego. Yeah. And that's why I say like, you have to know the data there's so many entrepreneurs, they just put one type of advertising out there and then they go, I wasted 500 euros or $500 and it didn't work. Yeah, but you didn't test anything. Mm. So what would you do, like $20, $50, like test them like that and then if it's good then... Yeah, I, I mostly test at least three creatives. So, for example, if you run Facebook ads, you have the copy above the advertising and then you have the picture. Um, so I would... You always, if you test stuff, you only change one thing. So you mm. cannot, for example, test different copy and image and then different, like a different copy, two completely different ads and then go, oh, this one worked better. You don't know why that is because everything about it is different. Yeah. So exactly. what you do is you write one piece of copy and have three different images. You test that so that you can figure out which image works best. Yeah, that'd be and fair. then you can test what type, maybe two or three types of copy, and then see which copy performs best. And then like always only change one element so that you can clearly pinpoint which one is working best. Mm. And then to do that for like 24, 48 hours with a small budget and see, first of all, the reach, but also how much is this costing me compared to how much do I want to pay for it? and just go back and forth and it's a lot of trial and error in the beginning mm. but putting your ego aside and just knowing that you don't know necessarily what yeah. is gonna work best that's a big one and that's where most people already stumble because they believe that they know what will work when they can't be sure yeah yeah it sounds when you're talking about all this it sounds really good just to get someone else to do it <laughs> for me <laughs> But that's where I come in. I yeah, can yeah, help yeah. You with that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, nice. It's a lot of technical stuff, especially when it comes to advertising. You have a lot of options, especially now. I'm like my specialty is of course Facebook and Instagram. Um, that's why I talk about it the most. And it's just like from a marketing standpoint, it's cr like incredible what you can do mm. with the data that Facebook has about you. From a human perspective, you might not really like it because yeah. there's not a lot of privacy. Yeah. But from a marketing and business perspective, it's insane. Yeah. Like they know when you ch when you change your phone exactly. Like if you change your phone, they will put you in a data pool that says they just changed their phone. And so, for True, example, man. if I have a business that sells phone covers, I can know what phone you're using, how long you've been using it, everything. Yeah. 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 If you just moved, I could market you with television. Do they, um, do you know of the, you know, how you say something like, oh, I want to buy this. And oh then yeah, next if you say something you, enough you times, you will get an ad about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing that now. Just, yeah. And crazy. they are now testing something that's called actionable insights. And that's like, only available now for a couple of really big brands but i'm sure in the future it will become available for smaller businesses as well the info that we now as a small business have on facebook is purely related to what you do so what phone you're using what activity you have online yeah actionable insights is based even on the circle of people around you and then oh, they wow. go and predict 
behavior. So for example, if people, and I'm talking phones because I do have Samsung, but for example, if all your friends mm. at around the 18 month mark of using a phone start changing their phones, yeah. you're very likely to also change your phone after a year and a half. If Facebook then picks up that, for example, people switch from Apple or iPhone to Huawei or Samsung or OnePlus in your circle, mm. and you also have an Apple device, they will put you in a data pool most likely to switch brands, which then can be used by other brands as uh, an indicator that you will be most likely to buy from them. Yeah, yeah. So right. it's insane, like how far yeah. it goes now. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a documentary on Netflix recently. It talked all about this. I don't yeah. know if you've seen it. No. Um, yeah, just went hardcore into that. What they what they actually have, and yeah, Facebook is becoming. Uh, they're saying something like this. They're saying it's like the new the new age weapon is like all the data on someone you they know, have so. so much data at the same time it's also a help because they have so much data they can yeah. develop incredible stuff yeah that's yeah, true. true especially now with machine learning and all that yeah as a marketer now you still like define your target audiences and you you have to know who it is mm. and now with machine learning and that's still a couple of years off but with machine learning in a couple of years as a marketer you're not going to have to define your audience anymore you're just going to have to upload your creatives and your copy and based on the algorithm and all data that they have mm. facebook itself will know to what people they have to deliver your advertising without you having to go they have to be between 18 and 35 female like you don't have to do any of that anymore the algorithm will just do that for you well that's scary it is <laughs> from a human perspective it is yeah. from a marketing perspective it's brilliant it's, yeah my goodness <laughs> <laughs> that was my initial reaction when i like learned all about all this stuff yeah so um so you just do this travel like live in one country then go to another country what's your plan are you sort of just gonna live a nomad lifestyle where you can just work from anywhere or? um yes i did create my company to have that freedom yeah um but i do feel that i'm like i don't want to just be country hopping all the time yeah so that's why i stay in one place like now i'll stay two three months in bali then go home for christmas then two months in south america two months in the states like i won't be like hopping to a different city every three four days um and who knows, I might even just stay here. I don't know, but I mm. like to have the freedom to decide where I want to work yeah. and when I want to work. And get paid well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, yes. Yeah. But even in Bali, like if you have a low European salary, you could live as a king or queen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's very cheap here. Yeah. Um, yeah. The villas are like, oh, I'm at a nice villa tonight. Fifty dollars is yeah. sweet. The entire t like we went to the resort, the Moven Peak Resort, and yeah. I gave them my credit card when I checked in. Yeah. Because I was gonna order room service and all that, and yeah. I, it was a business expense. And I paid my bill this morning, and they were like, it's um, eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and I was shook. I was literally like, how is this possible? I have been here for six days. And that's like a fancy resort. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. 
No, I love it. I love that everything is cheap here. I go out for like I barely cook. I just go out for food all the time. You meet incredible people. Mm. Yeah, I could get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for those people that are sort of afraid to take a step into, you know, what they want to do, what would you, what would your advice be for them? You know, to fearlessly go for what you, you know, want to go for. I think that's interesting that you say fearlessly because that doesn't exist. You feel the fear and you do it anyway. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's the only thing. Um, I was scared as hell when I started my company, but courage is doing exactly that, yeah. feeling the fear and then doing it anyway. Yeah. And so while I was starting my company, but actually like the past two years in my personal life as well, I've done this thing where First of all, do the opposite of what I was doing. Clearly what I was doing before, especially in my personal life, wasn't working, so I'm gonna do the opposite. Mm. And I've sort of developed this thing that if I feel fear, it must be because I'm growing, it must be because it's something I need to do. Mm. Um, stepping outside of your comfort zone, right? Yeah. Um, I would have, my advice would be, don't wait until you're ready, yeah. because you're never gonna be. Um, I always take on jobs that require me to grow or require me to learn new skills. Otherwise, on the one hand, I don't find it challenging, mm. but also that because if I only take on clients for stuff that I 100% already know, I'm not growing. Mm. So you just push outside your comfort I zone a bit I always more. take on jobs because I yeah. know I learn very quickly. I know yeah. I will be able to learn this. I always take on jobs and clients that scare me. Yeah. But then I get so scared. I'm like, oh my God, I promised that I could deliver this and I actually don't know how to do this. <laughs> that I learn like crazy. Yeah. And I grow. Yeah. I went, like I started my company in March. It's October and I'm in Bali with like amazing <laughs> clients. That could only have happened because I stepped outside of my comfort zone. So don't wait until you're ready. Sort of the same like you're doing now. You're just asking. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing because um, I was, yeah, I was just too scared to ask before, yeah. you know, because and Joel, Joel Brown this week had a gold, gold quote. He said, I don't look up to people. I look at people. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's so good. I'm not saying that anymore that I look up to someone. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't necessarily look up to people I think I can learn from everyone yeah but I also believe that I'm at the same level as everyone yeah. we're all human we're mm. all people even if you make a billion you're not better than me or worse than me we're all just mm. human yeah but I can definitely learn from everyone and I think asking is a very important one and that's yes. also so something that I learned the past year yeah what is the worst thing that could happen? You ask and someone says no. Mm. That's it. Mm. You're not dying. Nothing. Literally, the worst thing that could happen is that nothing changes. Yeah. That's it. It's the same result as if you don't ask at yeah. all. <laughs> exactly. It's the same result as not asking at all. So I just started asking. And it was incredible how many people said yes. Yeah. I, I've... Like I said, I'm doing seven podcast yeah. interviews, three days. 
just every like every moment I'm like finding new people. You know? Yeah, and like incredible people. Like, yeah, you're incredible interviewing people. Garen Jones as well. Yeah, Garen Jones. Uh, yeah, when this is online, look for Garen Jones's um, interview because it's whenever he opens his mouth. Yeah, something oh genius comes out. <laughs> yeah. <It's, laughs> Uh, I went to dinner with him last night and yeah. even then I learned so much all of a sudden he's like talking to the singer at the restaurant and he's like let me sing and he just takes a microphone and sings and then after he has a great voice like he's a great singer but afterwards he said something and that's why I relate to him so much um, he said in my body I felt like fear and I felt like I shouldn't do that and that's why I did it mm. because you never want your mind to control what you do or you don't do yeah your mind is there like it will keep you safe it will keep you doing exactly what you did yesterday mm -hmm. because it you survived yesterday <laughs> um so your mind goes like well that clearly worked let's do that again um so yeah stepping outside of your comfort zone and sometimes it's silly stuff yeah it's, I, it's yeah. like just doesn't make sense but i think tim ferris wrote in the four hour work week he said like if you want to practice this it's super easy and not a lot of people will do this but I did it and it teaches you so much he says in public places just for 10 seconds go and lie down on the floor <laughs> I heard that just go and lie down on just the like floor. in a real inappropriate place in a supermarket <laughs> I did it in the street I did, did it like literally but it frees you up so much yeah because your mind goes like oh that's not something that I should do like that's not publicly accepted <laughs> But what is going to happen? Nothing. Yeah. Some people might ask, are you okay? And you say, yes. <laughs> and that's it. Literally, that's it. And it like opened me up so much because it I was like, wow, that. my mind is telling me that I shouldn't do this, but nothing bad happened. I even at one point convinced two other people to lay down with me. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. You actually did the experiment. But you should because people read it and they go like, oh yeah, I understand why. Yeah. Like I understand that nothing will happen. Yeah. But still there's something holding you back I and suppose, you're not doing yeah. it. I suppose you don't really get the lesson until you actually practice. Do it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's cool. Well, I think, I think that has been great talking to you. Anytime. <laughs> so good to have you on the podcast, especially that's your first podcast. And yeah. It's a privilege and um, really excited to see what comes of your marketing agency and your coaching. And yeah. Really exciting yeah. to see where we all are in a year. Oh, yeah. After yep. the past four days of yep. intense growth. Yep. So, how do people get in touch with your marketing agency? and coaching and things yeah and anything um, else that you might want to offer yeah it's best just to follow me on instagram like all my information is on there okay um so i can say it but people like in dutch it's in dutch and like yeah it's in dutch like, so you yeah. gotta spell it out for everyone <laughs> spell it out so it's i am and then my name yeah which is j-o-k-e-d-e-s-w-e-r-t sweet and i'll put that i'll link that in the bottom as well yes so everyone can see and uh yeah follow you yeah thank you very much for having me on yeah my pleasure thanks for listening guys we hope you enjoyed it remember to subscribe if you want to hear more or head to our youtube channel for more content for more information check out our website trueuinternational.com